Hey everyone, and welcome to the Spooniepreneur Podcast. I'm Nicole Neer, an ex-social worker turned CEO of a virtual support agency. My passion is helping those of us living with chronic illness to see how entrepreneurship can help us pay the bills, find a sense of purpose, and build a flexible life that allows us to balance it all. On this podcast, I'm talking with business owners from all walks of life to learn how they're running their businesses. I'm also going to take you behind the scenes into how I run a six-figure business while living with fibromyalgia, bipolar disorder, irritable bowel syndrome, and anxiety. If you are a spooniepreneur or thinking about starting a business, you are in the right place. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Spooniepreneur podcast. So today I want to talk about the mistakes that you're probably making when you're reaching out to potential clients. And I've been thinking a lot about this recently because a few weeks ago, I was knee deep in applications of virtual assistants who wanted to fill an open spot in the virtual support agency I own. And I wanna tell you about what I saw because it made crystal clear the three mistakes that you're probably making when you're reaching out to potential clients. So I've been hiring team members for both my agency and for my clients for a couple of years now. And before that, I was executive director of a nonprofit agency and was responsible for hiring there too. So I have sat in on a lot of interviews. And the first mistake that people make, especially virtual support pros, is that they don't do their research. So when I get a lead for our agency, the first thing I do is Google that business. I will check out what they're doing on social media and what their website looks like. I'm going to creep on the business owner's LinkedIn account. And I do all of this before I even send that first email because I want to know how to approach that client. So for example, I recently had a current client pass along my name to another entrepreneur who was looking to launch a podcast. And when I started doing my research, I found that the social media links on their website weren't even functional, and I couldn't find any presence of them on either Facebook or Instagram. When I went to the entrepreneur's LinkedIn, I saw that it wasn't really set up to generate leads. It was super basic, and it looked like it hadn't been updated in a while. So I knew just from those five minutes that I was just looking at a client who needed support with their podcast. They needed to build a platform to publish that content, right? If you have no social media followers, how are you going to grow your podcast? So in addition to a podcast launch, they probably needed social media support and maybe even email marketing help. So when I got on the phone with them for that discovery call, I didn't just focus on the podcast. I also asked about what they were doing to market their business. And then I had the opportunity to educate them on the importance of publishing content regularly on social media and via email. And I shared how our agency supports businesses with all of their content needs. So at the end of the day, I sold that client into a monthly virtual support retainer and a podcast launch. In other words, Do your research from day one so you can lead the client to what's possible based on your knowledge and your expertise, not on what they think they need, right? It's it's always about 
what they want. You get them in with what they want, but then you also tell them what they need. And that's really what they're looking for from a virtual support pro. So another mistake that you're probably making is you're not owning your expertise. When people apply to be a part of my team, I ask them why they want to subcontract for an agency versus seeking out their own clients. And you'd be amazed at some of the comments I get. A lot of people are transparent that they're just starting out, they have no expertise, and they want someone to teach them. And the truth is, is that your clients, whether they're an agency or entrepreneurs, small business owners, they don't want to teach you. They want you to bring your genius and your expertise to support their business. And that's true whether you are subcontracting or working with your own clients. You always have something to bring to the table, even if you've never worked as a virtual support pro, right? There is a reason why you chose to do specific work and you have specific skills to help you with that. So own those skills and you'll land the client no matter how much actual experience working virtually that you have. And this begins with nailing your niche. You're probably struggling with nailing your niche. It's not uncommon, even when you've been in business for a while, to question, okay, who am I really marketing to? And there is a lot of advice out there about how to come up with your ideal client avatar. Some people recommend getting so specific, like you're going down to what that client loves reading and what color hair they have and how many kids they have. (laughs) And I think a lot of the time you get so specific, it's almost like you're sitting around and waiting for a magical unicorn to appear. And the reality is that when you're starting out, it's really more realistic to niche down by the service that you're going to provide a client. I will say that deciding whether you want to work with a service-based business like a coach or somebody who's providing online courses or doing something like that um, is important to differentiate that versus somebody who's working in the e-commerce space. So you need to be specific about how you're going to show up because the skill sets are very different between working with somebody who is selling a service versus somebody who is selling a product. So just be really clear about that. But saying from the get-go, you know, I'm going to show up by starting to get really good at social media marketing, and I'm going to provide those services to different kinds of businesses as I figure out who it is that I love to work with is a super helpful mindset. I'm going to be honest that if I look at that first ideal client avatar that I had on day one of my business, there are so many ways that what our agency is providing now, the work that I'm doing now is just totally not within that at all. But I learned what I love to do by working with lots of different types of clients, right? Sometimes you have to know what you don't like to know what you like. So my advice is to niche down by the service that you're providing instead of getting so hung up on the type of person that you're going to serve. The final mistake that you're probably making when you're reaching out to potential clients is that you aren't following up. (laughs) Okay, guys, and follow-up doesn't just happen after the interview. It starts from the second that you send that initial email or you fill out that application. To be honest, I have a spot in our hiring rubric that actually looks at how much you follow up with me. I'm looking for if you sent me an email a few days after you applied to follow up. I'm looking at if you reached out after your interview, 
to, you know, say it was nice to meet with me and you look forward to hearing from me in a few days. And I'm going to let you in on a secret. I always tell people I interview that they'll hear from me on a certain day and then I don't follow through because I want to see if you made note of what I said and if you'll follow up with me because it's such a crucial skill for a virtual support pro and I want to be sure that you are on top of it. So if I don't hear from you, even if you had the best interview out of the batch, I can guarantee you won't move on to the next step. Because the number one reason why some virtual support pros are more successful than others is communication. And this starts from day one. So I highly recommend that as part of your onboarding process for clients, you put together a welcome packet that goes over your hours of operation, how you'll handle holidays and vacations, talking about where you'll be communicating and what that will look like. You know, you want clients to know from day one how they can expect to hear from you. It's going to prevent so many issues down the road. And another secret tool that I have in my handbag is that every Friday in our agency, we send out emails to clients that let them know what was accomplished that week, what is on deck for next week, and how many hours we've used in their monthly retainer. And they absolutely love having these updates. Most clients are not gonna want you to send a daily update saying, hey, I did all these things today, but they want to know where you're at on their projects and they wanna make sure that you're making consistent action. So taking that time just to connect with them once a week is super, super powerful because ultimately a client wants to work with a virtual support pro that owns their expertise and is looking for the ways that they can build upon what the client is already doing. If you think from that business growth mindset, it's going to make you invaluable in your client's business and it's going to keep those word of mouth referrals coming in, guys. This communication and support begins before the sale with how you're marketing your services and how you're following up with your leads. If you pay attention to the details, if you do your research, you're going to set yourself apart. So if you're looking for a step-by-step guide on how to market your business to receive word of mouth referrals, guys, I just released a masterclass designed to help you set up your marketing in a way that makes it easy for you to be consistent and to consistently have leads in your inbox. If you want access to this free training, just go to www.theresilientbusinesstoolkit.com. And as always, I'm here to answer your questions. So just go over and find me on Instagram at the resilient VA and drop me a DM. So that's it for today's episode. But until next time, just remember, we can do hard things if we take it one step at a time. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Spooniepreneur podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, please share with your friends and don't forget to rate and review it on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And if you're looking to build a business that runs on word of mouth referrals, and who doesn't, head on over to www.resilientbusinesstoolkit to check out my free masterclass teaching you to build a marketing plan that drives word of mouth referrals into your inbox every month. Thank you for listening and I'll see you next week.